Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast number 19 with me, Anne Hughes. I'm delighted to be joined by Susie McCabe in this episode. Susie is a comedian who I don't know at all, but I've had a lot of laughs at her gigs before. And so I got in touch with her on Twitter to ask her to join me in the podcast. And she said, yeah. And I never knew whether this one was going to be a conversation full of laughs or full of wisdom and thought, and I have to say it is very much the latter. I think so much knowledge and wisdom and reflection comes through in this conversation. We talk a lot about the fact as you get older, you get wiser, and have a real appreciation for those in, in our lives, or in our planet, and our world, who do bring so much wisdom to the table. And really that we can hopefully look forward to a better future because there's an awful lot of wisdom in the world. And if if we just listen to the right people, we won't be, be guided far wrong. A great conversation that I hope you really do enjoy. I'm delighted to be joined by Susie McCabe today on the podcast. Hi, Susie. Thank you. Hello. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just, before we came on, I was just being, saying that it's about random that I just contact people on Twitter and ask them to come on my podcast. But here we are. So it worked. All right. That's all right. Listen, that's that's how you get gigs. That's how things happen. So I don't worry about it. Exactly. Because I've laughed at you. I've I've seen a couple of your gigs before. I've laughed. I've barely laughed at your jokes before, Susie. So I had to get you on it. So tell us a wee bit about you. Uh, so um, uh, well, I'm forty one. Uh, forty one tomorrow, actually. Uh, Happy birthday! Thanks very much. Uh, I'm a stand up comedian, which career has been suitably paused, like the rest of life for everybody uh, with the coronavirus. So, I am currently working as an electrical estimator, which is my career because I used to be a sparky. Uh, I am. I'm a, I'm a lesbian. I, I I think as the kids see now, I identify as a lesbian. So I, I don't know what that means. I just like boobs. No, I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I identify. I don't know if that means that I need to have like Melissa Etheridge posters in my house and stuff. I don't know. I don't know because I'm old. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know what that means. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I'm a big Celtic fan, so you know that'll be half the listeners turning off, or they might just be staying on to enjoy the shambles <laughs> that I'm going through just now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much me. That's that's who I am. I'm a I'm a daughter. I'm a partner. Uh, I'm a sister, and I'm an auntie. Oh. So that and I'm a pal. So oh. that's that's who I am. That's all the things you want to be, isn't it? That is. That is. So tell me, Susie, what do you know for sure? Do you know what I know for sure? That as you get older, you get wiser. Mm. And I always thought this was a really ridiculous thing, right? Oh, of course you get wiser, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, you just learn from mistakes. It's not. And we, uh, I, I kind of thought about this, and I've thought about this quite quite a lot, right? This, this question, like, what do you definitely know for sure? And I know that you kind of get wiser, and here's where it comes from for me, and it's a kind of twofold thing. I am now starting to see the things that my parents said to me, right? So that's clue number one. Yeah. But we're recording this on the day of Joe Biden's inauguration, right? Yeah. Which I've I've seen this afternoon and I've listened. And whenever I've seen Joe Biden, I just now refer to him as Papa Joe, right? Because mm-hmm. he's a seventy-eight year old white guy. 
Right, he's just an old white guy like every other president. With the exception of Barack Obama, right? But that's that's pretty much him. But I listen to Joe Biden, and it tells you Joe Biden's story about him having lost mm-hmm. uh, his wife and his daughter, and then he lost his son, and that kind of heartache, right? And he done his inauguration speech, and he's sitting going, "Not every disagreement needs to be a war. Mm. You don't need to fight everything." Like, it's the last thing in the world that you need to fight for. Mm-hmm. And I think when listening to him, I felt personally, I'm kind of listening to my nana. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to someone who's that wise, because they've seen it and they've done it. And this is a guy that's held high office and he's been a senator and he's been in politics for 40 years. And and these people know, like, they, they know the system and they know how politics works at a level that we don't, right? And that's that's fine, because that's their job. But they kind of know a bit about life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've noticed as I've got older, I know a lot more about life. And mm-hmm. I kind of sit back now and I go, I had this lovely uh, dichotomy the other week where my ex, I was in a relationship with for 16 years, and... Um, I was talking to her nephew, right, who I've known his entire life. Yeah. And on the same day, now we're no longer together and we've been separated like five years, but on the same day, my brother had a new baby who is my first nephew, Mm -hmm. right? And I thought, isn't that a wonderful kind of dichotomy of... Mm. You know, worlds colliding and that's how they came together. And I kind of know for certain that everything's going to be okay. See, as you get older, you kind of accept things and you see the world differently. And everything just now is chaos and bedlam. And we're all having up and down days. And I struggle with my mental health sometimes. And... I think the past 10 months, everybody struggled with their mental health. Like, I done a joke the other week about how, oh, you know how it was that first lockdown, you were going for your third bath of the day, but it was where you were having your seventh cry, right? Because oh. that's that's what we all went through, right? And that's mm-hmm. what we're all still going through. And January's really difficult and everything's just difficult and we're, the news every day is getting worse and worse and it's going to get worse before it gets better. And it's going to get better. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The world's lived through worse. You know, yeah. we've, we've seen fascism, we've seen Nazism, we've seen all that. And the world's came out the other side of it. And I, I, it's going to be all right. And I was listening to Joe Biden today and I thought, this guy's went through all that heartache. Mm-hmm. And they said something in the news about how Barack Obama said, you don't pick when to become president. The time picks you. Mm-hmm. I thought, do you know what we need? Do you know what this world needs? Because whether you like America or not, whether you like Obama and Biden's policies or not, we take all that away, right? Just strip it back. And what we actually need as a as a hum- humanity on this planet mm-hmm. is, like it or not, the guy who sits at that table in that Oval Office is the linchpin for our world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for good or for bad. And we need an old wise guy to go, whoa, 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 wait there. 
I'm going to go and put the kettle on and I'll be back in five minutes. Mm. Sit and go, right. Tell me everything. And sit and listen and go, I'm going to tell you how we're going to do this. <laughs> and that's what we need. Mm. We all need that. And I think today, it just, my, my birthday always falls in or around the inauguration of a president. I think today was the first time I watched the inauguration of a president. And you think back to when Barack Obama came in and everyone was like, oh my God, that's so, it was so visual and so momentous, that that black man taking power with that building behind him going to live in that house that was, you know, it's called the White House, built by slaves and all that stuff. And you went, that's a really momentous moment. But today I just kind of felt it's going to be all right. Because you know what? It's like Papa Joe mm-hmm. and cool Auntie Kamala, who lives with Papa Joe, who's got a career and she's quite happy, but, you know, she's going to get the family hoops, is just going to make everything better. And it's not going to be overnight and it's not going to be in, in the first 100 days, but things will get better. Let's see by the time we get to the end of this four years, we're going to be in a better place. We're going to be in a better world. Mm-hmm. And see when we come out of this, mm-hmm. whatever this is, whatever this coronavirus is, to me, it's very real and it's a very real thing. And I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist on it, but I appreciate some people do have their views. I think whatever this is, and I think whenever we come out of this, we're actually going to come out it better as a race. Mm-hmm. And by race, I mean the human mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're going to go, nah, do you know what? It's it's all right. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. all right. Like, and I think we'll also do more things. I think we'll all start to live in the moment. Yeah. Because right now, and I, I've been kind of writing a bit about this, um, where you know we've spent all that money on expensive televisions, and we all just sit with our face in a phone screen. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think what will happen is we'll all start to live in the moment again. We'll all start to live life again and it will be in the moment. It will be, no, I'm not making dinner the night or no, I'm not getting to take away the night. I'm going to go down to the pub and we're going to sit and have something to eat. Aye. Do you know, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to sit in the house. I'm going to go out for a walk mm-hmm. and I think we're going to be better off for it and I think the world will be better. And I think we'll start to see that quite soon as we come out of winter, I'm heading to spring, you know, kind of come, come February, you start to see the, the lights get lighter come mm. the end of February. Come the end of March, you really hear the birds mm. and you start to see come April, you really see the shoots of spring. Come May, all the cherry blossoms are coming in the trees, do you know what I mean? And we'll start to feel better and the vaccine will be coming out and, and it'll be more tangible for people because you'll know that your auntie said the vaccine because she's 72 Aye. and you'll know that your wee neighbour got it in January or February and and you'll know and it'll all suddenly become way more tangible and way more real Mm -hmm. and I think we'll have wisdom from living through this and we'll feel better and we'll be wiser from it I think that's what I definitely know I think that's great and I resonate with it so much because I often say that if big when big stuff happens in your life whether it's a pandemic or something individually that happens you have to learn something fake because if you don't learn fair, then it was a wee bit wasted on you, is what I always sort of a think. 
But if you reflect on, like, what is the thing in your life where you feel as if I'm wiser now, so I wouldn't do it the same? Is there something? Like, for me, it is like, I really, I'm not here to make pals. I've got pals. I don't need any more pals. I make pals everywhere I go, right? But that's not really the point. I don't need to please everybody. And that's something I've got now. Is there something like that that you can reflect on that your age has given you? Yeah, I was really close to my, my gran. And my gran passed away, um, it'll be five years in June. And she was 96 when she passed. And it, it was awful and I was grieving for ages. And what I learned was, for all the advice she gave me, and for all the things she taught me, and for all the fun and all the laughs I had, I done my nana's eulogy, and in doing that eulogy, I looked at her life, and I knew her life, but I had to obviously really look at her life to put the eulogy into words. And I, I promised my nana that I would do that eulogy, and I actually remember my just recently passed uncle uh, came up to me, and he'd been to like a million funerals, and he's like, that's the best eulogy I've ever heard, because I'd, I'd went through her life, and I spoke about everybody who was, who was there in the close family and uh, in her life and how difficult her life was. And I realised at that moment, reading that eulogy, that what my nana had taught me was, don't be bitter, mm. don't carry it, because look at all this tragedy that I've had in my life. Look at the hardness and the hardship that she suffered and the tragedies in her life, which I won't go into because it is, is outstandingly depressing. And I realised at that moment, stood in the Dewey Crematorium in, in the kind of East End of Glasgow, that that's what my nana had taught me. Because I, I was terrible for taking something and holding it, mm. you know, and holding it and letting it manifest and manifest. And, and I look at other situations going on around about me that I don't have any influence or control over, and I go, nah, I'm not going to go down that road because I get 36 years with a woman and I need her to know that if she taught me one thing and I only realised it at that moment and maybe that was the moment I was meant to realise it at when I was reading that eulogy maybe it was specifically for that moment in time yeah. that, that that had happened because the whole thing was the the um, it, the priest, well, first of all, outside the crematorium after being at uh, the chapel, the, the priest had, had kind of, or the, the funeral director had said, there's nobody to put the oasis on your grand's coffin. Can you put the flowers on? And I was like, sure. So that meant I was the last person to touch that coffin, right? And I put, I, I put like a kiss, like I kissed mm-hmm. my hand and I, I put it on the coffin. And as I sat down, my brother was sat next to me. My brother... Uh, it's in, in the military and has been for years and years and years. And uh, he said to me, listen, the, uh, the priest is really worried because you were so upset at the chapel uh, about you being able to get through the eulogy. So he's asked that I come up and I sit next to you. So if you can't do it, I can come up and step in. So he's enabled up, knowing full well that I was never not going to get through that eulogy, right? If it was the last thing I'd done, I was not going and uh, I guess something I'd done the eulogy, right? And at the very last line, I croaked, right? I croaked in the very last line. And I stood down and I folded up my bit of paper 
and I turned round and there was my brother, eight years older than me, the substitute who was going to come in and save the day because him and the priest, like the priest was like, get the guy in, the guy will know what There was my brother, absolute tears and snorters going, I don't know how you get through that, uh-huh. right? Which is just, which is wonderful, right? And still makes me laugh because I was like, oh, man, I'd been mortified looking at you, right? <laughs> but it, it, in that moment, I realised, don't don't be bitter, don't be angry, and, and don't, don't hold on to things. You need to let them go. You need to let them go and you need to get out because if, if I, when I looked at her life in black and white, and I seen all that stuff that she had lived through, and it never made her bitter or angry. Or no matter what I get in my life, I'll never live through that. Mm. So there's no reason for me to be bitter or angry. And that was very much a an absolute um, light bulb moment for me. Oh, this has been such a wise podcast. Thank you for telling us what you know for sure, Susie. Wise in it. Wise is good in it. Aye. Why is this good? And do you know what we should do? See in four years' time in inauguration date, we should do another one and Aye. see where the world is. Aye. We should listen. We should listen to that back and go, right, this is what you said. And we're like, it's all right. It's we're all back in the pub again. <laughs> maybe we could date in person. We don't even need to rely on Zoom. Hey, maybe we'll be in the pub Aye. doing it. Aye. Perfect. Thank you so much, Susie. No worries. Cheers, Anne. Thank you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.